Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. This is a very, very special show because I have with us again Mary Joyce, who is the creator, editor, major domo at Skyships Over Cashiers, which is one of the most phenomenal websites you will ever, ever, ever visit. Um, I highly recommend you all check it out, but wait until after the show. Uh, She has uh, put together a a new book, and it's just come out. It's called Spy in the Sky, Secrets and Cover-Ups on Earth and Beyond with Mary Joyce. And it's packed with visual evidence of secrets and cover-ups discovered on Mars, on our moon, in Antarctica, on ocean floors, on NASA space missions, and around our sun. Extraordinarily detailed photos of humongous UFOs flying near the sun are included that have never been published before. These discoveries were made when she was doing research for the Skyships Over Cashiers website, which focuses on a wide variety of cutting-edge topics. It soon became clear she was discovering secrets and cover-ups that the United States government doesn't want the public to know. Why? because as soon as some of these discoveries were posted on the website, they were blurred, distorted, or completely wiped wiped off satellite images on Google Earth. Um, I experienced one of these when she was talking about some uh, discoveries she had made on um, Antarctica, and she gave the the coordinates, and by the time I got to it, it was all blurry, and you you could barely see what, what her pictures were obviously clearly showing. So welcome to the show, Mary. Hi there. How are you doing, Barbara? I'm blown away by this book. I it, it, I check Skyships over cashiers on a very regular basis, and I, I love all your articles. I, 
I don't love the fact that I get lost for hours, but um, the material is is fabulous. And every you know now and then you you post some of these pictures. I had no idea they were so. I had no idea there were so many of them in so many different places. And your book is just amazing. The graphics are phenomenal. Um, I call it an adult picture book because there are photos on just about every page. And uh, they're full color on almost every page. And so people don't have to imagine what they're reading about. And uh, I keep the words at a minimum, and the, the pictures are the emphasis. And I also include the coordinates on uh, the photos so that people can go explore those areas for themselves with Google Earth, which anybody can get. It's now a free app. Yeah, I mean, I've used it for years, but I, it never occurred to me to cruise the moon or Mars or, you know, it, it just, I'm I'm just so blown away by the meticulous um, work that you have done in, in finding things. You you must have spent hours and hours and hours uh, looking for these these different sites. I mean, especially the entrances on Mars, that's, they 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 blew me away that there were so many and they were so big. Um, uh, what surprised me, I mean, that also blew my mind when I found them. And normally when I uh, explore Mars or the moon or the Earth, you, I go from right to left or left to right. And one day when I was um, exploring Mars, I decided to go from north to south pole. And that's uh-huh. when I discovered there were 27 uh, square cut entrances into Mars spread out over in a straight line over 16 miles. I would never have discovered those if I'd gone the other direction. Now, I have seen, before I discovered that line, I had seen other entrances, but the continuity of them being all in a line just blew my mind. And as you said, they are not small. Uh, in round figures, which, you know, that's all we want to really talk about on a on a show, um, yeah. They range from like 400 feet uh, across to um, uh, over 1,000 feet across. So our largest plane would easily fly into any of those. And they're square cut, so I would either compare them to warehouse entrances or um, uh, airline or airplane hangars. And yeah. uh, at first glance, they all look the same, but when you look around the details around the edges of the entranceways, uh, the details um, uh, are different, so we're not seeing the same photo over and over again. No, and they're different sizes too. That's that's what right. tells you you're not looking at the same photo. No, I I think that uh, it 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 blows me away because, my gosh, I mean you found you found towns, you found um, structures all over the place, and. and the Antarctica, of course, is one of my loves, and and I had no idea there were so many volcanoes um, around around Antarctica, which would would you know sort of support the fact that the ice is melting and and solid ground is is becoming more and more visible. Right, right. Now I don't know if you want to skip all over the place or if you want to like focus on Mars for a little bit and then move to. Antarctica, or, okay. you know, and do, do one at a time, so maybe the, the the listeners can follow us a little bit more easily. Is that okay? Okay, let's let's yeah, let's stick with Mars. I just you know there are so many things here. You know, oh, I know, an hour I know. 
but, but we'll, we will we will touch we will touch on all of it. But there's so many things on Mars, and they're being kept from us. And there are three uh, satellite photo images of UFOs on Mars. Now, that tells you something right there. There's you know activity going on on that planet. And there's one that looks like it's uh, functioning. It's um, oh, I think it's three and a half miles in diameter. It has the raised center to it. It casts a shadow on the ground. Um, yeah. And then I have images of two of them where they clearly have crashed. You can see the long skid mark, and you can see where uh-huh. they've, you know, ended up in the soil of the planet. Um, so there's that kind of thing. And you were talking about how, um, you know, hours and hours of doing this. Well, some of this stuff has been collected over years, and I'll give you one example of that. Um, I think it was in it was a long time ago. Maybe it was 2011. Uh, I was cruising the northern hemisphere, and I found what I call a habitat, which means that it's contemporary and it looks like uh, human beings could live in it <clears throat> if they wanted to. Um, uh-huh. It was five years later before I found a similar one in the southern hemisphere. The difference was in the size. The first one was 700 feet in length, and the second one was exactly 10, uh, 10 times bigger. It was 7,000 feet in length. So that that wow. shows you how I could never keep track of the hours I've spent looking for stuff because it spread over so much time. Well, and Yeah, it looked like there were railroad tracks there too, which blew me away. Right, and one of them, um, there's, there's actually two images that show things that look like tracks. The most uh-huh. recent one I found... Uh, is in the same area where um, it's been determined by a a research group that focuses on looking for water on Mars. And this was a hot area for um, the right conditions for water to be just below the surface. So there's tracks there. They're parallel. But what makes it more interesting is that when I zoomed in, it looked like somebody had taken a dry paintbrush, dipped it in some shade of red, and done scratch marks or um, brush marks uh, over uh-huh. the area where uh, where these tracks were going to. And so it's very likely that they're covering up so, some kind of um, perhaps human setup because they like to be set up near water. Well, and they have discovered that there is water on Mars. Um, you know, not, not they haven't discovered. I don't. I don't believe huge reservoirs, but they have certainly discovered there is a presence of water on Mars, or and there certainly was in the past too. So that under the surface, I believe they 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 speculate that there is still water on Mars. I think right. the one picture, the one picture that really blew me away was this rash on Mars, and all of these little dots and it, it they do look like a, a a rash but when you blew them up they look like metallic 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 like cylindrical tubular, shape they they look cylindrical and they look uh, reflective or metal uh that's yeah. another one where as soon as i posted that on the website it got blurred and they look like um blurry cockroaches so that's <laughs> another example of the cover ups and I will um, encourage people to learn about the keyboard on their computer because there is a print screen button. 
And soon, mm-hmm. as soon as you discover something like this, or as soon as I discover something like this, I hit that screen button and save it immediately. I've learned from experience that I can't necessarily go back and find it because they, the famous they, don't want that out there. <laughs> so this book is just packed full of secrets that um, clearly somebody, and I'll, I'll assume it's our government and military, don't want us to know. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm all for the public knowing what's going on, except in the in certain circumstances I can understand keeping things secret, but they can't keep everything secret. No, and you know it, it's the fact that there are are so many um, inconsistencies. Uh, you know, I, I just when when I think of of you know we're talking about going to Mars, and I think people should really know about what is already there. I, I mean, the government has the government has to know these are their pictures. Right. I mean, it's their satellites. Um, before we go, uh, let's say to Antarctica, which is uh, apparently an area you really want me to talk about, uh, I'll just say one more thing about Mars. There's other things in the book about it, but we won't cover it all. Uh-huh. Um, in uh, December of 2020, uh, uh, Hayam Ashid, who served as the head of Israel's security space program for nearly 30 years, went public uh, about our work on Mars with the ETs. And I have the entire statement that was printed in the Jerusalem Post again in December of 2020. And I just want to read just a little bit to you. Um, Sure. uh, There's one It says, There's an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. They, too, are researching and trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe, and they want us as helpers. And one more sentence. There's an underground base in the depths of Mars where their representatives, the ETs, where their representatives are and also are American astronauts. So when, you know, we hear about uh, uh, articles and YouTube videos and all this about planning for things we will do in the future on Mars, statements Uh like his, who's a very credible man, and pictures like I've discovered and put in this book, um, make it very clear to me that um, you know we're already there and very very much involved. Yeah, and you know conspiracy theorists you know do talk about the uh, um, the 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 space the space um, fleet that's out there and all sorts. Um, you know, I, I just I I do believe we're out there, and I don't understand. What the problem is? I mean, wouldn't this be a better world if they realized that that we're working with aliens? I mean, and 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 aliens just means people who are non-terrestrial. It doesn't mean that they're, you know, lizard people or or any of that. It's just that they don't they, they aren't indigenous to the earth, but then we're not either. So it, it's just sort of like it blows my mind that that history has been so blurred that. It's becoming uncomfortable for history, for true history, to come out. Uh, right, and a lot of the things on our planet are covered up also. So, you know, they are really trying to, to reshape our history and our understanding of it, and it's quite regrettable. Absolutely. Well, thank God for skyships over cashiers because, you know, I, I'm always blown away by the material you put up on that, that site. I don't know... I don't know how you continue to be 
<laughs> so prolific, but um, happily stuff keeps coming up so that you can dig into it. And this book is is just masterful, and it's it's the kind of book you know. I, I tell people that all of your books can be read <clears throat> in a nice afternoon, and mm-hmm. and you know they are they're great coffee table books, but but they're so informative. It's not that they aren't just they aren't just um, fluff books. They've got a tremendous amount of information in them. And your website, too, has been sort of rearranged a little bit so that you're able to go into a particular topic in greater depth than, than, you, used to, than you used to. I just, I, it just dawned on me that there was reorganization there. You probably did it five years ago, but <laughs> sometimes okay. things don't sink in. <laughs> What are you doing? You're discovering the archives? Is that what you're discovering? Well, no, I knew the archives were there um, oh, okay. because I've gotten lost in them. But but you, it, it's arranged almost topically. If you want to just do Bigfoot stuff, you can do Bigfoot stuff. If you want to do, you know, you, you kind of, it's gathered together a little bit better than, than in the past. And I, you know, or it could be just that my mind is different. Um, but um, I, I find that, that your material is just so prolific that that it, it you 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 build such wonderful cases for the fact pay attention there's stuff that we're not being you know information that we're not being given on stuff that that is a part of our uh our, our growth and we we need to know about it and more and more it's sort of like what is the government trying to do are they trying to dumb us down what's the point to all this i mean even the moon the moon has a ton of stuff on it i mean that that blows me away as well, and and you have the well, skid marks started, on the moon. When I, when I started exploring the moon using Google Earth, I really did not expect to find anything because um, NASA has been airbrushing out images for decades. So the chances uh-huh. of me finding something, you know, seemed to me to be nilch. But I did find something, and I found a oh, white yeah. pyramid. It's on the side of the moon facing us. That's surprising right there. Uh, not only is it a white pyramid, but it's pretty good size. Um, it's, I think, 328 feet on each side. Um, if I get my math right, um, that would be like, um, I don't know, a couple of football fields? Yeah. On each, on each side. So it's not small, and I have the coordinates, so, again, anybody can go and find it. Um you know, unless, of course, they decided to mess with it since I was there. But um, um, one of the things that I do include along with the uh, section on the moon is um, I found the transcript from uh, 1995 by uh, Donna Hare. Now, Donna Hare had security clearance at NASA. Um, She was involved with um, the photography section and and things like that. And... um, I'd heard that she had spoken on a Washington, D.C. radio station again back in 1995 uh, before there were podcasts. I mean, this would have been a really big deal to go on a Washington, D.C. radio show. So she was pretty gutsy. And it took some effort to get a copy of the transcript, but I finally found it. I included it in the book. And um, a couple of things just pop out in my mind uh, just, you know, from memory. And one of the things was she said they have been um, covering up or airbrushing out images, thousands of them, thousands of them. 
And, uh, you know, that's been going on as long as we can remember. I did find um, uh, a NASA slide. Now, that I did find on the computer, on the uh, Internet. And it has writing at the top and the bottom of the slide. And um, uh, it's, it's, well, I can give you the words. Um, one of it said, one line says, moon tower evidence. Another side, uh, sign or line says two massive towering structures in terrain covered by tampering applications. Mm. Covered by tampering applications. And you can yeah. see it's it's actually been a crappy job because you can look at this and you can see where strokes have been uh, made right where the towers are. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, And one more story from uh, Donna Hare. Um she had another office at a later time that wasn't at NASA, but a man that she apparently knew from NASA came into her office one day, and he had a big gash on his head. And, of course, she's asking him about it. And his one of his duties had been to uh, burn um, photos that uh, were either of, uh, of the moon or of uh, UFOs, and he stopped to look at some of them. There was a guard guarding him or watching him, and the guard whacked him over the head with the butt of his uh, rifle because he was not supposed to be taking time out to look at those photos. So, you know, that's the extent that they will go to to um, keep some of their secrets secret. Wow. And, well, you know, I think one of the, the fascinating things that, fascinating things that came up when I, as I went through the book, um, you found pyramids all over the place. And I'm wondering, you know, we all, we all, we're all familiar with the Giza Plateau and, and some of the stuff in, in South America, but, but the pyramid shape, for some reason, has more meaning than, than any of us, I think, are aware of. I mean, the fact that you found it all over the planet, underwater, that you found it on Mars, you found it on the moon. Lord knows wherever there are, wherever else there are pyramids. It has to mean something more than just a pyramid shape. It has to have meaning or relevance or purpose of some sort, and I don't think we've ever found out what it is. Um, I don't think there's a con- – I, I haven't heard any great conclusion yet. I've heard some theories, uh, but theories aren't – you know, that's not enough. There's got to be – you know, something more than just a theory. I will surprise you with this. When I was spending time looking at the bottom of the ocean, I did that both in the Atlantic and in the Pacific. And I know yep. you are well up on this, but um, yes. Atlantis supposedly uh, was in the Atlantic and sunk into the, you know, beneath the surface in ancient times. Uh-huh. The same thing supposedly happened in the Pacific for the land of Lemuria or Mu or Pan. Now, here's the thing that surprised me. The pyramids, I I found evidence of pyramids in the Atlantic, but not in the Pacific. And the structures in the Pacific are huge. Um, I mean, really, really huge. Uh, I found something that looks like an ancient uh, uh, airport runway, and Uh I have a photo of, um, I think it's the Spokane International Airport right next to it, so you can see the incredible similarity. The big difference is that the one beneath the ocean is 89 miles in length. 
the longest airport runway today is just over three miles. That's a humongous difference. And everything that I have, because I've spent a lot of time looking underneath the the surface of the Pacific, all the way from um, Alaska to the Baja, and um, they're monstrous. And I started all that exploration because somebody else made a discovery off of Malibu back in, I think, 2014. And there was this huge structure. I measured the length of the roof. I think it was like three miles uh, across. Um, I wasn't able to personally measure uh, the side view of it. I just didn't have the equipment to do it. Uh, But the people who supposedly have say that the pillars holding up this roof are like 600 feet in height, and they're multiple um, uh, pillars. So when I learned learned about that, I thought, my God, that's probably not the only thing. And it isn't. I mean, but they're all... All the structures imply that um, it perhaps was ruled by people who were larger than we are. Yeah, I, I that the the stuff in the Pacific it looks like a colonnade. The pillars. I mean, when you see some of the pillars in Egypt, you think, boy, these are amazing. The stuff you've seen under the Pacific is even more so. And I think you said, and I could be wrong, um, but the roof was 15 feet. Thick. I think it was. I think it was five hundred. Oh, okay. Even but bigger. again, but again, but again, I was not able to do those measurements. The the measurements I did, um, you know, on Mars, I was able to use the uh, Google Earth tool to do the measuring. In this particular yeah. case, I wasn't able to do that. So, um, on that particular structure, I am relying on secondhand information. I know there there was a pyramid discovered underground uh, near Cuba, but I've never heard. I, I heard about the discovery, and then I haven't heard any more information on it. So again, something that probably has been quieted down, and, and they're hoping we forget about it. But you know, I never forget a pyramid. <laughs> well, that um, made a big splash a bunch of years ago, and anything you find now, uh, you know, kind of poohoo's it and indicates it wasn't real. Um, who knows? Who knows? I do not know. I tried at one point to find, you know, good imagery myself on that. I was not able to. So uh, that will remain a mystery. For a while. Sooner or later. For a while. It, yeah, it all comes out sooner or later. But with with what, I mean, what you've got going on here with the, the pyramids that are, that were discovered in the um, Atlantic, they're very much close to, or right along the edge of the Bermuda Triangle, I believe. Um, I actually, you know, it, a long, long time ago, I wish I still had it, I had a um, a boater's uh, map, I don't know what they call it, but it shows the depths of, of the water. And I colored uh-huh. it in so I could see, and there is uh, like the Atlantic tri- uh, Trench, or like a river that flows off the coast of uh, the, of America, and South yeah. America, and uh, um, many of these structures on, are on either side of what looks like a river. So mm-hmm. maybe once upon a time, the the banks of those of that river were above land, and that's why the structures will be on either side of this. Um, I know it has it's the Gulf Stream, I think, but um, it's it's an absolute obvious looking river flowing through the ocean. 
Well, that's the Mid-Atlantic Trench, right? No, that's smack okay. in the middle of the ocean. So, oh, but okay. I don't. I'm. I, I. I don't know exactly what to call this. I should, but I don't. But it's closer well, it's to big, shore. The okay. first I ever heard of this was when I lived on Cocoa Beach in Florida, and I was with a friend. We went to the pier in Cocoa Beach, and met a couple there that were. They were really excited because they were divers, and they had recently been diving off the coast of uh, Vero Beach, Florida, and they discovered. Uh, the top part of pyramids uh, coming up from the sand or emerging from the sand. Uh, what's interesting about the Atlantic is it's sand-based. And so when storms go through, the sand will shift. And all of the, of the really good treasure hunters will get out there after a storm when things have gotten churned up because that's when they're most likely to see these things. And uh, that was my first hint that there might be uh, pyramids, um, you know, in the ocean off our coast. And one of the things I have in the book is, um, uh, a, you know, obviously a satellite photo of two pyramids south of um, Paradise Island. And once I posted that on the website, they, the famous day, went in there with almost like a Band-Aid uh, of a photographic strip and put it right over where those pyramids were. So I, I was able that. to... I was able to put a picture of what the pyramids looked like originally, and then this little uh-huh. band-aid strip that goes right on top of it, and so you can see what they do sometimes quite clumsily uh, to make these things uh, disappear from sight. Yeah, and there's there's really no way to you know, I mean, isn't there freedom of information? I mean, isn't there some way we can get some of this information? Because you know, I, I don't think that, to my mind, it's going to frighten or, you know, there will be an upheaval of any sort among the population. Just knowing that that you know there have been uh, people and there have been um, uh, you know civilizations here way long ago. Right. So, I mean, what's what's the big deal? We, we, you know, there, there are civilizations here that possibly were more advanced than our own. I mean, anything that made the pyramids has to be, you know, advanced beyond our capabilities because we can't build pyramids, you know, even with all the technology we've got. So um, it, it, does, it begs the question, why are they hiding the fact that this technology was once here and uh, we could build upon it, research it? I mean... There's no way they're going to get into those pyramids, I would think, until they they come above ground again, and that's not going to be for a very, very long time. Guess who just dropped her phone? Did you hear that? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> yes, you did. Sorry about that. No, that's I got okay. Too far away from, I got too far away from the phone. That was not smart. Um, yeah, well, but this is, pro- this is probably a good time to jump into what you originally wanted to get into, and it's one of those things that I, again, was just excited when we first learned about it. And I say we because a um, a gal who had had a young person, actually, who had had a stroke, was pretty much bedridden, was spending a lot of time uh, doing, you know, Google searches and different kinds of things, finding information. And she spent about three months trying to find anomalies or strange things in Antarctica. And I think it was 
in September of 2021, she found the ruins of an ancient city. Uh-huh. And you can see the, the box-shaped walls, and you can see how they're all connected, and it, it, it kind of takes on the contour of a city that develops the way they do here, along a hillside or along a river or, you know, something very organic. And, boy, right. did she get my mind going. So uh, it ended up that between the two of us, we found the ruins of five ancient cities in Antarctica that are being exposed because things are melting so quickly. And I thought that was really a big deal, and here's the reason. Most scientists agree that that continent has been covered in ice for 34 million years. That makes those structures that are appearing now the oldest in the world. Compare that to the Great Pyramid, which, is uh-huh. all, which isn't even 5,000 years old. 5,000 yeah. years compared to 34 million is like not even a blink. So that's a phenomenal discovery. And again, um, there's been efforts to cover up the things once we posted them. Well, not not only the villages, which which are phenomenal, but the entrances into the interior that you've found are, are mind-boggling. They're huge, and and of course, you know, they have uh, <clears throat> covered them over. Um, there's there's a a lake that hasn't frozen that's on the surface of Antarctica that um, the the military can't fly over, which makes no sense. Right. There's there's a a no-fly zone in Antarctica, without a doubt. But But I'll go back to this entrance again. And again, the reason this one is covered up may be because it's an active entrance. It's um, roughly 300 feet in diameter and 100 feet uh, at at the apex. And so, Uh you know, most planes could fly in there without any problem. And once that was posted on the website, I went back to it, and it looked like somebody had taken a bottle of ink and poured it all, black ink, and poured it all over that entrance. But it was like the, the effort to cover it up went in steps. That was the first step. I went back to it again, and this time I, I kind of backed off and, and looked at a more distant uh, perspective so I could see the entrance to both, to two entrances. And they had labeled one Hollow Earth Entrance 1 and the other one Hollow Earth Entrance 2. That only lasted for a small amount of time, and ultimately that whole area looks like it's nothing but a sheet of ice. Yeah, and I, I in the book I have those steps so you can see what's happening. I don't think those entrances. I think those are active, and I don't think they have anything to do with this ancient um, civilization that is emerging from the ice. I think, I think that's an active place. Oh, I, I would totally agree, and I, I, I so it, it blows my mind because you know you had. Operation High Jump, and and then they they retreated, and there was they they played around with where Admiral Berg was, and you know I mean they have their silence is thunderous on on That's all a of these sentence. things. <laughs> the yeah, it is actually is thunderous. I like I like that. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's just that it's so. Um, 
profound. It's like a wall that you just can't get through. And there's no reason to not. I think that's what, what blows me away. If we do have extraterrestrials here on the planet, I think why aren't they acknowledging that? Because from everything that I have read, everything that I have seen, you know, taking the extreme stuff and trying to sift through it down to what, what may be probable, it, it means that we are working with, with other cultures, other, other people from off-world. And what's wrong right. with that? I mean, I, I do not know, it, but they're hiding things even, in, even dumber than that. Uh, going, there's all sorts of evidence that back in the 1800s, many people, like farmers digging in their field, they would find the, the skeletal remains of giants, and oh. they would call in the uh, Smithsonian uh, to come and, you know, take it to the museum or to analyze it or whatever, and those skeletons, many, 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 many of them, were, you know, they're lost forever in the bowels of the Smithsonian. Why are they hiding the fact that giants once existed on this planet? Why? I, I don't a, know. And that makes no sense to me. Well, what what is equally stupid is that, all right, they were here in the United States. They were here along with the little people, I might add. But, right. But, but... The little people they're okay with because they're explaining them as dwarfs or or whatever. But but all around the world, there are these bones of giants that you know they exist and people put them in museums and it's it's no big deal. They were giants, and yet in the United States, oh no no, they couldn't possibly have been here. So, you know maybe we have our Puritan background is still alive and well in places where it should have been retired long ago. Uh, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's one of those days. <laughs> but, but but it just is it it's it's foolish. You see these bones and and uh, you know there there have been rumors that the Smithsonian put them all on a barge, took them out in the middle of the ocean and just dumped them. And um, I would be willing to to say that that's probably exactly what happened. I don't think they would save the evidence. I think they destroyed it. I mean, if I, they saved the evidence, well, if they say if they saved the evidence, that would mean that there was some sort of scientific curiosity that was, you know, we'll deal with this in a two one or two centuries. I I believe that the people who did this. Um, you know, we're trying to erase it from the history books. And and they were able to do it for a, a long time until the Internet, and now now they probably look very stupid, but most of them are probably dead now anyhow. So it, it leaves us with a great big hole in history, which is a very sad thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this this book, more than any of the ones that I've done, is like a mission to get something out there because it's not it's not the truth is not being told and i think um the kind of things in this book are significant and people need to know about them and this is not a money maker for me i want people to know that this is a personal mission it costs a lot of money to print something that has color photos on almost every page and um, oh, yeah. i i can't i can't charge what i really should charge to cover costs so this is a mission 
And because of that, I hope people will take it to heart and really um, really get the book because um, I think we all need to know about this stuff. And there's well, more. I want it. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I'm the one. No, no, I'm sure that, that there are many people that are that will pick this up because for for one thing, your color photographs of these these uh, sites that are off the Pacific coast are phenomenal, and you know they're just they're, they're jaw dropping. You can't you can't explain them any other way than yes, that's a structure. That's that's. There had to have been a civilization there to have built that, and you know it's um, it, it's profound. I it's it's right there in front of people's faces, and you know you do give all of the um, the GPS information so that they go and, can't go and look for themselves. But it's the underwater stuff that I just sat sat here and stared at. It was like holy cow, how could that be so huge? How could it possibly have existed off the coast and nobody noticed it and nobody noticed it before? I mean, what is it? I, I, I am, when, I know. When the, it, it, you the, just wonder. When when the um, Yoganami uh, pyramid or whatever was discovered in Japan, you know, everybody was, you know, all up and, you know, excited about it. and I mean, it's sort of... It sort of faded from view now, but a, a big deal was made of it, and I don't hear any big deal made on, of of what you found, what what is what is down there. How could how could anything that large not be an amazing discovery that has to be um, investigated to some degree? I mean, other than there? Mary Joyce, yeah, other than Mary Joyce and and. Uh, Cash, uh, skyships over cashiers. What you know? Why aren't there um, aquatic people out there looking into these things? Or, or well, is there? Maybe we just this. Don't know maybe about this it? will encourage it. Maybe they, maybe this will encourage people to do something. We can always hope. Oh, I, well, can you imagine how phenomenal it would be to get a submersible down there? Mm-hmm. I mean. And they have I mean, that kind of equip. They have that kind of equipment. Well, they're hunting for for um, sunken ships with it, so I can imagine right. that. Um, but that's mostly in the Atlantic, I think. No, and 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 in the Caribbean, and um, but I, this is history. This is, you know, there may not, there they may or may not be artifacts there. If something that large is still there and still visible. There have to be more artifacts that are probably scattered on the ocean floor. You, do you have any idea how deep th- the material is that you saw? I cannot. I I I, I failed there. I do, I do not have that information. But if people go into, if they're wanting to know that, they can take those coordinates, and the Google Earth thing will give you elevation information. Um, you know, on the right hand side, and. Um, mm-hmm. um, so I encourage people to do that if they'd like to, you know, understand that better. It would be fun to find out how 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 deep the Pacific stuff is and how deep the stuff in the Atlantic is and then find out how long ago were were those locations above water. Right. Yeah, there's still I questions mean, to be answered. There's no doubt about it. 
I mean, so I, may I you fly? Know, may I fly you to the sun now? Because oh, that do. was another that was another um, discovery that uh, blew my mind when I first learned about it. And okay. there was a there was a man. Uh, his name was Mark Padmos. Uh, he lived in the Netherlands. He contacted me, you know, through the website uh, because he had taken NASA photos. And then he did what he called dusting and cleaning. In other words, he got the interference out, the debris out of the imagery so he could zoom in to see the details. And uh-huh. um, between, oh, let's see if I can remember the dates, between I think it was 2013 and 2015, we were in touch with some regularity. And then it's like he went, uh, I don't know if he died. I don't know if, if he was pressured not to do what he was doing. Uh, because even his his um, YouTube channel ceased to be updated, and um, oh, wow. I tried several ways to get in touch with him. I, to this day, I don't know what happened to him, but because of him, I learned about these truly humongous UFOs that cruise around the sun periodically. And um, there's something the brief name is called Soho S O H O. At this moment, I cannot tell you what the letters stand for but it is a NASA satellite system that constantly monitors um, the sun, takes pictures every 12 minutes. And, uh-huh. you know, to this day, I can still find things. Uh, if, if you get lucky, you, you can find things uh, by the sun on a very current basis. But everything that we found was bigger than Jupiter. Jupiter is our largest planet. So uh-huh. these UFOs dwarf our planet, our, our largest planet. That's a big deal right there. But some of those things, they're shaped in very peculiar ways. There's one that looks like a, a, a silver uh, metal um, extension rod. And uh-huh. it's lo- that rod is longer than the uh, diameter of the sun. And the diameter of the sun is something like 860,000 miles across. What in the world wow. can, can be out there with that kind of link to it, um, it, the size of these things is incredible. And there's two of them that that he and I named. One of them was named um, the Isis Hotel, and the other was the um, Phoenix Hotel because they kind of have a wing structure. And when you zero in on it, you you can imagine very easily that it you know looks like a condominium, and we call it you know we thought of them as cruise ships, you know, taking a tour of our galaxy. But the detail is pretty incredible. Wow! Yeah, they were. I, I have a theory about these large um, crafts that, that hover near the sun. And my theory is, and 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 I I keep, I've never fluctuated from it. So there may be something to it. I believe they're refueling. And that's really possible. There is one uh, photo that uh, was on the internet. And it shows a very large uh, uh, ball shape that has like an umbilical cord connected to the sun, and it stayed uh-huh. attached to the sun for 80 hours. And that would support your idea that it's, uh, you know, getting uh, fuel for, um, you know, continued travels. Yeah, I don't know what kind of fuel. have no idea, but every time I have seen the, the, the huge ships floating in the, in the sun, you know, right by the sun, the only thing I can think of is they're refueling. They're getting more fuel, and and you know that would explain 
you know, if if they if they hit a star and you know it's got a sun like we do, they would be able to hopscotch throughout the universe by refueling from these these suns. Um, that's a theory that I think should be uh, considered. Yeah, I don't know how I prove it, but I guess I book I, I book passage on one of them for sure. Yeah, the the huge ships are just phenomenal. I mean, they're beyond motherships. You know, we you know they're not like Star the ships. Wars. They're not like the ships that we take photos of uh, from the Earth. Um, no, there's no. one that I compared to a child's Lego rocket, and uh, uh-huh. you know it it looks like it's been kind of I don't know, it kind of has that look to it. Um, it's very hard to describe things that uh, don't look like things that we expect a UFO to look like. Well, it's, you know, we're kind of like modern man in many ways. We can only speak from our own frame of reference. And, uh, right. You know, we they they had never seen a, a spaceship, and so they called them flying shields and stuff. So, right. Um, we're in it, the same it, boat. We are. <laughs> as primitive probably uh, in comparison. But uh, wasn't there something about the Apollo 13 mission? Yeah, um, Donna Hare mentions that uh, in that transcript that I include in the book. Um, Mm -hmm. This is just coming off the top of my head. Um, One of the statements she made was something like, um, the astronauts said that uh, UFOs... uh, followed every mission to the moon that they were seen that they you know so that's a significant statement um yeah there was some kind of trouble with the apollo that you're mentioning um it's it's remarkable it even made it back um the the theory is that the ets that didn't want um to be bothered on the back side of the moon which is where they pretty much have operated and that they uh-huh. might have interfered with the flight. At the same time, it looks like they may have also saved the flight. Um, but that gets complicated, and, and like I said, it's in the transcript of, um, of of her testimony that she gave on the radio. Yeah, a lot of the astronauts have mentioned that, you know, they have seen um, things, whether they were on, I, I know the ones that were on the moon kept saying, you know, we're not alone, and, and there are spacecraft around the edge of the crater, and you know people kind of just fluff through that. They don't realize that what they were saying, and NASA hasn't explained any of it. So uh, you know it leaves you again in, in, in the darkness, wondering what's going on. One of the and, uh, the only astronaut that I have ever met was Clark McClellan. He was trained uh-huh. as an astronaut, but his predominant job was to be uh, working at mission control. And so many things that might go wrong in space, he would be able to, like, fix it from mission control because he was also trained as an astronaut. Um, Uh Uh-huh. And uh, let's see where I want to go with this. Um, The most phenomenal thing that he ever went public with was when he was monitoring from mission control in Florida, um, he saw on the screen a tall E.T., about eight or nine feet tall, meeting with two American astronauts in the open bay of the, of the um, what do you call it, the, the shuttle open bay. And uh-huh. you, um, 
he was one of those people who felt like, you know, the public had to write, the right to know a little bit more than they're told. And he talked too much. Well, that really destroyed his life. He lost his, he'd been with NASA for like, I don't know, can't remember right now, like 30 years or something. Um, he lost all of his benefits. He got blackballed. So the only kind of jobs he could get after that, I think, was like a bus driver. Um, oh, wow. So, you know, things, you know, they they can be pretty tough on people to, you know, force them to shut up about things. But that's well, I have thing a, he, he went public about. I have a, a my best friend is um, her father was one of the uh, he was stationed at Area 51, and um, you know she kept trying to say to him, you know, you know what went on, what went on, and he never said a word, never said a word. He would wink now and then, but he would never say a word about it, and. When you think of the loyalty or the fear, or I don't know what what it is that keep, that makes people stay silent. Um, yeah, and that's why we get deathbed confessions. Yeah, he did not give one. <laughs> so no, he didn't do it. Huh? <laughs> no, he didn't do it. Unfortunately, it was you know. I, I think it was more important to tell people he loved them, and I guess that is really more important. But um, you know, you kind of, you, you kind of really, and, and then when you're sitting across from somebody who's telling you what you really want to hear, then you don't know if they're lying or not. So it's, it's you know, you need to have the proof, and um, I just don't know um, what the we're at a point in time where the public is so used to being lied to. That even if they were given the truth, they'd probably mostly say, "Yeah, right." That's you know just mm-hmm. another one of those stories. And and what do you what do you say? What do you do? Um, I think the public has has a has a right to know about all of this stuff. And um, your book certainly is going to get a lot of people onto um, Google Earth and and have people googling all over the place because especially the Antarctica stuff, because I know there's so much going on there that we're just not hearing about. It just, it, it really, it, it hurts to know that the government is, you know, we, we hear on the news all the time about all they're doing with Congress and the Senate and all of that garbage that they're doing. But But they're also doing black ops, and it's the black ops I'm really interested in. Yes, and even the, the the people that we vote for, you know, that we see performing on our TV screens all the time, um, they're not the ones that are dealing with this truly newsworthy information. No, they probably they don't know any more than than we do. But at one point, um, I think, I've, yeah, it, it, Trump was ready to release some of that information, but he was stopped. Because I know he was, I read somewhere, not on your website, but someplace else, that he had been briefed on the, the secret space program and all of that, and he was ready to let some of it out into the public, and he was stopped. So, um, you know, it just, it's, it would be nice to know that, that, that 
that our technology is above and beyond whatever it is we're struggling with today and that the technology that we have access to could easily relieve a lot of the problems and and the things that we're all struggling with 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 fuel and all sorts of other stuff and and yet there's a level of of humanity that knows so much more and is benefiting so much more and is is in many ways just keeping us under their thumb which which bothers me you know i'm not going to go any further cuz i don't want this show taken off the air but but it it's it is frightening to see the tidbits and to really understand that there is so much more going on that we're, we don't have access to. And, and <clears throat> what you're doing with Skyship Silver Cashiers and what your research and everything is you're, you're getting the information out there. You're going to have a lot of other people saying, hey, what's going on? So that, you know, it's, it's sort of like one voice can create a tsunami. It, it just, you know, it builds and it builds and it snowballs and it snowballs until finally um, – <clears throat> They have to put the truth out there, and then you know it's not going to be all the truth. But you know, it's it's more than we've had before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really I could care less about the stupidity that's going on in Washington. I want to know what our government is really doing. Right. And and uh, you certainly have uh, opened a lot of people's eyes, especially with this book and your other books. Your other books are great too. My favorite, Beyond Bigfoot Footsteps. I love my Bigfoot book, but. Um, but the sometime, other one, I have sometime all in the future, I know that you like the Bigfoot stories. So sometime in the future, we'll have to talk about uh, a lot of the stories I've collected since that book was done. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Well, yes, I I am a Bigfoot fan. Um, I, you know, have opinions, but but oh, I just I just saw the time, Mary. Um, thank you so much. Um, your website is www skyshipsovercashiers.com please everybody go and check it out it is an amazingly wonderful website and you will get educated beyond your imagination for sure and the the book we've been talking about is Spy in the Sky that's the short title long title uh Spy in the Sky Secrets and Cover Ups on Earth and Beyond and it's available on Amazon and it's Fabulous! It's worth every penny. You will you will find yourself at your computer putting GPSs in before you know it. So, thank you for so much for for coming on, and and we'll look forward to another time and uh, hit another subject uh, later on down the road. All righty. You have a good evening. You too. Good night now. Night night.